This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. My name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good buddy, Danny Jordan. We got Chris Sisley coming live from Brooklyn. Woo! I'm actually not with Danny. I, we're in all three. We have literally, we have covered the entire country right now. We got Danny in Los Angeles. I myself am in Chicago, my hometown. Very excited. And Chris is in Brooklyn. So we're, we got everybody covered. Um, but yes, yeah, so we are all separate today, but we are excited. We have a great Great episode for you. Very exciting. This is the uh, resolution or the, the uh, not denouement, but it's like the finale. Wow. Denouement is like, I think the, I, let's see if I can remember it from theater school. Denouement is like the event that happens right before the end. Hmm. Um, the, but no, this the is the finale. The penultimate. The penultimate, yes. Uh, but this is the ultimate. This is the final finale of the top 10 Disney live action films. Yes. Great list. I'm very excited. And we have a guest today. Oh this my is gosh. all, it's all very good. How are you, how are you guys doing? I mean, big time guest who big time is coming guest. later in this episode. I'm sure some people saw the episode description like, I am here for this person and this person alone. Well, I got some news for you, friends. You got to listen to these guys talk for a little bit first and then... <laughs> We're going to get to our very special guest, Disney Channel star, Bradley Stephen Perry. You know and love him from Good Luck Charlie, uh, Mighty Med, uh, Lab Rats. I mean, he's just, he did all the hits uh, yeah. on, on Disney Channel. And uh, I'm really excited for uh, for that conversation, which is going to be a ton of fun. Bradley, Bradley's a good kid. Um, I think he's going to offer some fun insights on what, you know, what it's like being on Disney Channel. Eric, you've done some Disney Channel shows over the years, right? I have. I've done quite a few, actually. I did. Uh, my first one was Pair of Kings, mm. which was a show. I was a recurring character on that name. What's Cata that about? Catawampus. Uh, the <laughs> the premise of the show was there's two brothers uh, who are like they live in, you know, San Francisco or something. They're just American kids. Right. And somehow at the beginning of the show, I don't know if they crash land or they're get, maybe they're sent a note saying that they are actually royalty from this little island in the Pacific. And so they Whoa. go to this little island and they become kings of this little like island because That's a fun the premise the ruler has died so they just are like it's basically two like teenage boys kind of like bossing everybody around being like get me more orange soda okay let's do this now yeah <laughs> lots of that kind of stuff and i played catawampus who was uh, That's an amazing they, character it's a great name. great name great character name um basically there was a guy named lanny who was their like cousin or something or maybe he always lived there but he wanted to be the king and so he was always sort of like the villain foil and I was his like dumb henchman. Okay. So sort of like a Kronk kind of uh, character. Um, so I did that show. I did um, Jesse. That was probably my most famous one. That's how I met Kevin Chamberlain. That's right. Did one episode of that. I did a show called Kirby Buckets that was on Kirby Disney Channel. Buckets. That was a good one. Do you um, think that people who created that show were big Minnesota Twins fans? Probably. <laughs> probably. Kirby Bucket? Probably. I guess, <laughs> I bet that's where it came from. <laughs> um, and then I did most recently did Sydney to the max, did a couple episodes of that. So Dude. yeah, I've done a lot of stuff on Disney channel. 
and you were in the Disney family of of channels when you did uh, Modern Family on ABC. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's an ABC show. I've done a couple good. ABC shows. Yeah, good to you over the years. They have. They haven't given me like a season pass for free yet, but well, someday Eric, that <laughs> needs to be on it. your vision board. It's just <laughs> a picture of somebody in a plaid that's vest, it. just a plaid vest, and I'll know what it means. Yeah, that means you are one of the stars of a Disney Channel yeah, show. Yeah. I I think. It'll happen. I mean, you're in Chicago working right now. Are you able to yeah. tell people what you're doing? I don't know if I can officially tell. I mean, I can tell you this. I'm shooting on one of the Chicago shows on NBC. You know, there's like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. I'm on one of those. Once I find out if I can tell you, I'll tell you. I'm, I, I'm not trying to keep any secrets. I just don't want to get in trouble before I do the actual job. You know, no, I mean? fair enough. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be some hot news when you when you share it yes, with us. Yes. Very hot news. Uh, well, I'm so stoked that you're well back played. in your hometown. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'll let our listeners read into that. And however they would like to read into that. Is it That's good right. to be back in Chicago? It's, it's, it's been a little so while good. since we were there. It's, you know, it's been not as long. It's because I guess I was here at Christmas where we did that sort oh, of right. family reunion. Um, so it's not been like years since I've been here, but it's also nice because any time that I've been here in the last probably five years has been a really quick trip and this time mm -hmm. i'm actually here for like almost two weeks um possibly longer so uh it's been great so i you know i went and got my portillo's as soon as i landed you've heard me talk about portillo's as the greatest restaurant ever you, uh was that number five on your disney foods list it was number one on my disney foods list oh my actually <laughs> and they don't even have one in the parks not in the parks but near enough number one on my it. list is going to be round table pizza uh <laughs> i love round table pizza by the way it is good. good yeah um but no, so I got, uh, you know, I got some of my Chicago food in me real quick. Um, I'm going to try to catch, you know, Cubs game because it's opening oh, weekend right. here. And uh, and I'm not shooting on the days that it's um, that are sort I, I think I'm shooting on opening day proper, but like in the first few days, I'll hopefully oh my see gosh. Cubs game. That's going to be amazing. Blackhawks game. Yeah. Do everything I can while I'm here. Living the dream. Oh, you should, yeah. you know, where you should go is you should go to the home alone house and get a, get a photo. Oh yeah. And then we I could should. post it on our Christmas countdown on the Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm debating on, cause right now I'm staying downtown without a car, but I might rent a car so I can sort of drive out to my hometown and let's get your car. Can we out, get a sponsorship and stuff for yeah. Eric to get come on like, enterprise? I don't know. Up. What is it? Uh, Turo? Is that the, the company where you can like rent somebody's car? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have seen that. I've never used it before, but I've seen it. They need to be a sponsor of this show, and then we will really get the details of the company right. Do you know what they should really do for a commercial? Is they should get the rights to the clip of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where the mm. valet steals the other, you know, essentially somebody else's car, and right. they're also essentially stealing Cameron's dad's <laughs> car. And then they should somehow be able to work that, yeah. But then make it as opposed to stealing it, they're like, do 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 do. I'm going to rent this for two days and then do, 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 do. I'm going to rent this for two days. And then oh, it sort of is like fun. a fun, that's a good pitch for a commercial for that company. They should do. Yeah. Going off of that idea. Like what if they did like a whole commercial series about like iconic cars from, yeah. you know, film and television. Like you could have a DeLorean and yes. some of these like really famous cars that people know and love. Yeah. And you way. could rent, you could actually rent them out in the same way that, you know, how like the home alone house was doing the like, you know, Airbnb for one night, you can stay in the home alone house or whatever, you know, stuff like that. See, this is what our show is great for. We are great for brainstorming, advertising yes. uh, campaigns for brands that don't advertise on our show. <laughs> we need to get advertisers to just listen to us. Listen, we're not going to do any of the work, but we will come up with all the ideas that you need. You guys just <laughs> execute. 
You don't have to pay us. It's just free, free ad advice. That's a fun reoccurring bit for a show is like we come up with an ad campaign for a brand and that's their integration into the show. I like that. I actually love that. But then they have to pay us an extra fee if they use it. <laughs> right. Yes. I feel like stipulate that though. Like you could totally see like Christopher Lloyd being like, you know, where we're going, we don't need rental car companies or something like that. We just that. need Toro. Turo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it basically writes itself. So Turo, your agency, we know you're listening. Um, we know you're huge fans. Give us a call. Hit us up. And we'll make Send it happen. Send us a DeLorean. The first one's free, by the way. Uh, you got to pay yes. for every other one. Um, but uh, yeah, I miss I miss having you here in the, the studio, Eric. This is two episodes in a row that you and I have been virtual. I know. What was the last one? Just because it was raining? Was that, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's raining. I can't possibly drive to see you, Danny. It's I was listening back to the episode. They're like, you know, it's really bad weather. So we just decided we weren't going to be together. Um, imagine all you could do that with all relationships. Uh, I try. I try. Like your in-laws. <laughs> I'm just, uh, oh, I am so sorry. The sun is so bright out today. Ah, <laughs> it's just too much vitamin D for me to go outside and get in my car today. Oh my um, gosh. You know, maybe maybe in-laws was a bad example. <laughs> or a my, perfect example. My in-laws don't listen to this show. So, you know, I feel safe and for all those I think mine do. I love my in-laws. My they're in-laws great. Are great. They're great. The uh Morabitos? Is that like Morabitos? The Morabitos. Morabito. Yes. We'd love some more. Abito. That's right. Thank it you. Doesn't wait, doesn't abito doesn't it mean like with? Uh, in what language? I don't know. I feel okay. You can strike this. This was I know. a random thought that had no ending in sight. I know abierto is that's Spanish uh, for open. Hmm. Interesting. So I, but in other languages, I don't know. Um, no, I do. But when we do start linguistics countdown, I think that should be one of our <laughs> yes. first topics. Yes. Uh, anyway, should we get to some Disney news? Yes. Tell me, what is the Disney news? We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. Coming to you live from the turnstiles at Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> no, I am sitting in my office where it is rainy. I like, you, I like that you put your hand up to your ear, though, like you were in a loud crowd and you were trying to get back to the studio, the correct information. I'm so sorry. I can barely hear you, Jim, but things here at the turnstiles are going wild. <laughs> I was channeling myself when I was in a uh, a musical that I won't. It was the best little blank in Texas. Um, yeah. I was like, you know, when you do like community theater, like, OK, you're going to be an Aggie boy, but you're also going to be the mayor and you're also going to be the, the sideline reporter. Yeah. And I had this thing where I was like down interviewing like one of the Texas Aggie angelettes. Yeah. And I remember the director was like, oh, Danny, try putting like your hand up to your ear. Like that's that that way. Like it suggests that like you're talking to people back in the booth. Right. But now I think I just do that whenever I'm <laughs> mimicking. So thanks, Fred, for that direction. It is still paying off uh, 14, 14 years later. Uh, but yes, there is some hot, hot, hot uh, Disney news. Uh, number one is, is that Hyperspace Mountain is coming mm-hmm. back to Disneyland for a limited time only, folks, uh, starting on May 1st, I think they're doing this in honor of like, you know, May 4th, may the 4th be with you. Sure. They're bringing back hyperspace mountain and it'll last from May 1st until June 4th. Um, I love it. I love when, when they do these sort of like um, plus ups on certain rides like space mountain. Um, personally, I think space mountain is best when it is hyperspace mountain. Cause there's just those really cool moments where you're doing like the dips and stuff. And like the, the, what are those 
called laser photon beams or whatever yeah photon torpedoes or whatever yeah. they are or like <laughs> they're just flying over your head it just it adds a whole new element it's sort of like when they rethemed um what was it uh california screaming to incredicoaster it's the same ride but something about like those red lasers and the characters Add to it yeah it just it makes it a full-on experience so if you are a fan of star wars and you love that hyperspace mountain feel get out to disneyland uh may 1st through june 4th and i think they're doing some sort of big may the 4th uh celebration i think they're doing a couple after hours events um nice. around that time as well so you definitely want to check that out uh also this is very exciting i think i talked about on the show recently that i was at the disneyland park i don't know if i mentioned this on the show or off air but uh somebody had like I was walking through like over by like Royal street and I saw like people like staring at the map. Like they're like, it should be right there. Right. And I was like, what are you, what are you guys looking for? And they're like, we're trying to find the beignet stand. And I said, Oh, well they're retheming that restaurant to become Tiana's palace. And so the beignet stand is, is temporarily closed. And they're like, well, where do we get beignets? I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I was on Instagram the other day and I did find out that the Mickey beignets are back officially and you can get them at the Hungry Bear restaurant, which is over uh, near the entrance to Space Mountain Splash. and oh. or Splash Mountain, I guess. So I got Splash Mountain and Winnie the Pooh on the brain. Yeah. Yes. Over in Critter Country. Um, that's where the Mickey beignets are being sold. So if, you, if you're like, I got to get some beignet in my life, that's where you're going to want to Ben go. Um, and then uh, I was trying that whole segment. I was trying to just think leading up to beignet. No, I just wanted. I was trying to think of a play on words for beignet because I, I feel like I had one in my mind before we recorded. You could say like this. You could say this. Um, uh, there's Mickey beignets over at uh, Critter Country. Have you been? Yay! Yay. I love those. <laughs> Have you been yet? Have you been yet? <laughs> ben uh, yet. Um, they should, they, we should create a new snack called Ben Yeats. Oh, that's kind of fun. You got to throw them in the air and catch them. Yes. It's like going to a Greek restaurant. Yes. They're called Ben Yeats. They just throw pastries across the restaurant. It uh, is. Wait, can I say something? It is so yes. funny when words like this, like yeet and, you know, stuff like that, when it really filters its way down to the young kids. So mm. like my, my son, Miles is eight years old. And what did he say? Oh, the other day he goes, emotional damage, which is that like <laughs> thing from TikTok. And he's not on TikTok, you know, and nobody that he knows is on TikTok. Right. But, like it's it it was a TikTok thing that eventually made it through like the middle schoolers. And then it filtered down to their little brothers and sisters and somehow got to my son on the schoolyard. <laughs> and it's just so funny to me. Like he'll say he'll be like, yeet. And I'm like, how do you know this word? Where, where are you hearing this? And, it's just and so are you? Is it, are we using it in the right context? I mean, yeah, he's probably yeah. using it in a better context than we are. <laughs> right? He's probably more more close to what it's supposed That's to be. That's for sure. But Ben Yeats definitely need yes. to happen. That should be some merch. Yes. Like somebody throwing, like Mickey throwing a beignet, and he, and it says Ben, ben Yeats. Yeet. I love it. Seriously, I, that's we need to make that. I'm in. Or is there a famous Disney character named Ben? Um, let's see. There's got to be one. I mean, there's Uncle Ben in yeah. uh, in Spider Man. Ben Affleck. Um, um, there's is there a Benjamin? Benjamin Button. Benny. Benny Ben. There's got to be a Ben. There's got to be a famous Ben character. I want to know 
if you are on the train in your car, wherever walking down the street right now, and you're like, I know we're not going to solve it right now. We yes. want you to DM us. Yes. Well, but wait, speaking of us asking the listeners for stuff, Oh we my gosh, a thousand dollars. No, uh, <laughs> we need to talk about on the last, was it the last episode or two episodes ago? We talked about Bob Cratchit quail hunter. Oh yes. And, and, it we I don't even know how we got onto that crazy tangent, but we were talking oh, about Bob Cratchit Quail Hunter. Who used the quail? Oh, this was on Christmas Countdown. It was on Christmas. It was our Countdown. other show. Okay. We were doing the alphabet game, and yes. you, you used the word quail for Q. Oh, as, as a Christmas a, item. Yes. Okay. Makes total total <laughs> sense. And we mentioned that there was Bob Cratchit Quail Hunter, and one of our loyal listeners sent us an awesome illustration of Bob Cratchit in a chair with like a dead quail in his yes. hands. <laughs> it looks so, so great. great. And I, I'm pretty sure that Agwe, it's Agwe Designs who, who yeah. did that for us uh, on Instagram. And so go check that out for sure. And I feel like they're a big fan of uh, Disney as well. So great. What what's like a, I don't know, rabbit hole. What, let's just keep going down this rabbit hole, I guess, is what is sort of like the Disney equivalent of bob cratchit quail hunter <laughs> i mean um, you could do muppet christmas carol or no disney chris or uh, uh mickey's christmas carol right yeah where he played oh bob like to, do, to make that same illustration but with actually mickey yes oh that's pretty good yeah that is i feel like good. that needs to happen so Ogway, we are commissioning you and we need that. ears on your drawing <laughs> He's going to like, yeah. he's going to send it back with just two ears, like on the side of the hat. Be like, he's literally hey. doing it right now. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So that, that's our, that's our, I guess our yeet Ben. That's yeah. our, I don't know how we got here. This is what we do. Um, All right. So one last piece of Disney news is that there's this big event going on in Missouri, specifically Marceline, which is, as I'm sure many of our fans know, Walt Disney's uh, boyhood home uh, Mm -hmm. where he grew up. And there's a big event coming up for D23, I think, gold level members where you could buy these tickets to this very special event. I think it's in honor of the 100 year uh, anniversary of Disney. The event's going on June 6th uh, and tickets just went on sale for us a week ago and it's already sold out. Um, which is, which is wild. And it just, it looks so incredibly cool. Um, there's going to be like motor coach transportation, like around or from Chillicothe, Missouri to Marceline, uh, lunch of choice, access to Walt Disney, uh, hometown museum, the ability to explore like different parts of Marceline, like the post office, Walt's elementary school, other locations on main street. They're going to do a clock. Uh, dedication ceremony there, uh, which is going to cool. be presented by Citizen, who does uh, who does the clock that's on Main Street um, mm-hmm. at Disneyland. And I've got to assume they're the clock, um, probably at all the Disney parks. Official clock sure. sponsor, I would imagine, uh, and soon to be official watch sponsor. Yeah, of Disney Countdown. Yeah, love Citizen watches. That'd Huge fan. Um, isn't uh, isn't your boy Aaron Rodgers a Citizen watch guy? I don't know. He's not. Is a he your boy? I don't know. <laughs> I, the whole situation is so it's so odd. I just don't. I just it's it's odd. Um, Here's the thing, Danny. All of this stress and turmoil that Packers fans are going through. I just <laughs> want to say, I'm so happy it's happening to you. <laughs> I know. Uh, I thought you were about to say, you know, we've been going through it for years. You're going to get through it. I thought there was going to be something hopeful. <laughs> no, just pure lining. Pure, pure, 
pure rage and happiness at your downfall. No, it, I, I do feel bad because I know, and here, here's the thing. And I've always said this. I like Aaron Rodgers as a player. I think he is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. I love how he plays. Yeah. He looks a little bit like me, so I don't hate the guy, but I love to see <laughs> Packers fans just consternating over, Oh my God, what are we going to do? Is he going to be here? Is he not going to be there? Is he going to leave? Oh, I love it. I just, love do you it. think you look more like Aaron Rodgers or his brother, Jordan? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Jordan's Have actually you... Jordan's actually better looking than Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, he won uh what was it the Bachelorette? Bachelorette. Yeah. Or was yeah, he... ba- or yeah, Bachelorette. Bachelorette. Yeah, that's right. I did a show with him and and his wife years ago on oh, CNBC nice. called Cashpad with Jojo. With Jojo, Jojo Fletcher. Yeah. yeah. Uh they we, were great. We got uh one season. It's uh it was Dang. A... yeah, we really anyway. The checks cleared. That is, uh, that's, that's all, all that matters. matters. Um, but yeah, that's that's the big event that's going on in Marceline. I am excited. Uh, one of our friends of the show, the Dapper Danielle, I saw her post on her Instagram. I think the other day that she's going, nice um, with some other like Disney content creators. So if you want to follow along, I'm sure Danielle will be posting stuff on her social media channels for sure. Maybe we can circle back with her and see if she can yeah. do like a live call update. in from Marceline, and we can just have her on for a couple minutes. Um, and, and that's a really happen. good so idea the pinger because that'd be just so cool if we could share a little bit of that like inside scoop of yes. like what's happening in the moment just hearing like the hubbub of the people in the background and yeah all that sort of fun stuff but yeah that's the uh that's the hot magical disney news oh wait i see a finger I, up i have one more piece of disney news oh yes uh so it was reported by the oc register which is oh the yes orange, orange county yes. register that uh splash mountains final date at disneyland would be may 6th now, Disney has come back and said, that's not true. We have not released a date yet. There's no date that's been released. But you have to assume that there's probably some truth to it. I don't think that the OC register just printed a random date without any kind of facts. Right. So that, be, that being in mind, I think if you live in Southern California and you're like, I got to get one more ride on Splash Mountain, this is the time to do it because you got maybe maybe a month left. We don't know for sure, but read the writing on the wall and... Don't miss out on your chance to. It does feel like maybe that wasn't supposed to be released. And they're like, you got to pull that down because now the ride's going to get flooded with people and the reservation system's going to get wild. Um, See a little play on words flooded with people. Um, But uh, what I, what I do think is their downfall. Unless they want to make a big splash. We're so stupid. I love it. We are so ridiculous. But I can we just go down a little rabbit hole here with the the ride? Is that I'm looking mm-hmm. at some concept art for um for the for Tiana's Tiana. Bio Adventure, yeah. and the concept art shows a log that is designed like the one in Orlando where people sit mm. side by side. Yeah. So Two I'm first. wondering if we're gonna get new logs for splash mountain or if that here's was my just question though here's my question was that yeah because that could be art for disney world because if you made the logs wider wouldn't you have to make the entire track wider you know of like the river thing it's a good question i mean you would I think feel, yeah i would think if you're gonna if you're gonna change the design that much that it as opposed to being you know single file that it's now double wide mm-hmm. that i would i would think I'm no Imagineer, but I would think that that would require you to change like the entire track. And I don't think they're trying to do that. I think they're just trying to, you know, give it a makeover with some new characters. Unless they know that the track is already wide enough to withstand a larger True. vessel. You get more people. Down. You get more people. 
exactly. double wide. So. But apparently it's going to be closed for a year Ooh. is what they're saying. That's a long time. It is a long time, but I would rather, frankly, I'd rather them close it for the amount of time to really make it awesome than yeah. to just sort of like put a skin on it and be like, um, this is now Tiana, right? Like if you're going right. to change it, change it, make it a new ride, make it a new thing and use the most, you know, up-to-date technologies and the cool projections and holograms oh, and all this stuff, you know? I bet they're going to do a lot of that mixed medium stuff where you're going to yeah, have the, you know, audio animatronics, but then like what the frozen adventure uh, yeah. at Epcot, like they've got mm -hmm. the auto animatronic, but then their face is like a screen. It's projected. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you feel about from that? inside? I think it's awesome. I, I, I'm a big fan of technology always. Um, so I, I love it. I think it also makes the characters seem more lifelike and mm -hmm. they also can have a larger um, changeability to them, you know? Um, mm. by making it something that's just a projected image, they can be like, Hey, if it's Christmas time, Elsa's now going to say Merry Christmas, everyone, whatever that's it might be. Point. And you can just change that with a simple code, you know, like a new, new program, as opposed to like, Oh, we have to rebuild the whole thing. And you know, all that. Isn't stuff, it so. interesting that you said that the screen looks more real than like a mannequin. Do you yeah. think that that's just a result of us becoming so used to seeing faces on screens no because i think that obviously they always say you know it's all in the eyes right the eyes is where something comes alive right and with the auto audio animatronic audio animatronics that's hard to say um obviously there is a cool sort of that it looks lifelike but you can only make eyeballs in a machine look so real right and so there's something about the screen i mean obviously if you look at the way that cgi you know and the way that pixar makes movies like those right. characters are alive they are so alive in the eyes and if you can do that and you still have the arms moving around and they're still wearing a dress and you see how like the light is reflecting off the dress and it looks real and it feels like she's really there so i i think it's cool i'm for it all right i i think i'm on the fence i, I liked it in orlando but maybe it's just like the the old school person to me that, you know, thinks of like, imagine if they changed the faces on pirates to be projection screens. Well, here's what I would say. I wouldn't want them to change anything to mm. it, but if new things are like, if the new Tiana is filled with it, I'm cool. I wouldn't want them to go into like carousel of progress and have him have like a screen face. That, that feels <laughs> wrong. Well, you know, in 50 years when we are the grandparents going, man, if we are going to Disneyland in 50 years, I'm going to feel pretty good about myself. I just did yeah. the math on that. Um, <laughs> If in 35 years, if we're the grandparents yeah. going back to Disney, it's all digital screens. We'll have to go back and listen to this episode and be like, yeah, remember what we used to say? Um, and now we're totally. just mad at the world. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's a lot of hot, uh, hot magical news. news. Yeah. yeah. You have any uh, memes and things before we get to our interview? Sure. I got a couple. Let's hit that memes and things music. Memes and things. Memes and things. It's time for Eric's memes and things. Yes. Oh, oh that every time. That slaps. Um, okay, so uh, here's my memes and things. This is a great new account that I've been following called Brush Me Off. All one word on Instagram. Hmm. Brush okay. Me Off. And they are a account where this woman... Um, seemingly has people send her like, you know, the Disneyland sweatshirts that everybody gets where it says like Disneyland kind of like really big across the back. Like Those are so popular right now. Right. Super popular. Yeah. And um, so there's one on her account where somebody sent it to her 
who's a black shirt with the white writing of Disneyland. Okay. And then they asked her to make each of the letters represent um, a villain from Disney oh, you know, catalog. And so like the D is sort of the Cruella de Vil and the I is Scar and the S is Sleeping Beauty. And, you know, the N is uh maleficent it looks like so like there's all sorts of cool stuff and she just like shows how she makes them and then she sends wow. them off she she just did a really cool one yesterday that was like somebody sent her a pair of white vans and then yeah. she made one of them into a uh, nightmare before christmas and one into the haunted mansion and she just does really cool oh my work gosh. um so if you're not following brush me off definitely check that out if you want some cool individualized um merch i'm sure i would assume that she has some sort of you know etsy store or something like that this is so cool i'm looking at him right now yeah i she also did another one with that same shirt idea with mm -hmm. uh rides mm -hmm. so like one is like you know route 66 for cars i see the pirates of the caribbean flag big thunder mountain this is brilliant yeah it's really I wonder great. how much these cost um i don't know Dude, she does a lot of Disney because of her. Yeah, it's, one. it's like it's mostly Disney stuff that she does. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this might be my favorite one. It's not Disney, but um, she did Dunder Mifflin from The Office. Oh, that's right? good. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, dude. Great tip. I'm going to check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Um, here's another. Uh, this guy, this is an account that's on TikTok called Guess the Movie Guy. All one word. Guess the Movie Guy. Okay. And he has come up with a great account idea because I do this all the time. And it's one of my most favorite things to do in life. I'm not kidding is <laughs> I love when a movie starts on cable or something like that. And you have no idea what it's going to be. And you try to have a competition with your family of who can name what the movie is first, you know, from like, oh, okay. 20th century Fox presents, you know, touchstone picture starring, you know, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. And you're like, okay. And this means it's, it's top gun or whatever. Right. Right. And so I love that game. I've played it my entire life. I just love it. And this guy does that essentially on an account. And he's done a few Disney ones where it's guess the movie from the opening credits. And he usually only gets you about it, not even to like the first shot of the movie, maybe like just the opening frame of the movie. It's just from okay. seeing if you can guess the movies from the credits, which is super fun. Um, okay. This is a guy I got to wait. Hang on. What happened there? Oops. Do, do, do. Okay. This is a guy. What is his name? His name is Noah Sunday Lefkowitz. Noah Sunday Lefkowitz. Okay. Uh, and I feel like we've maybe featured this guy before, um, but he did a great on TikTok. He did an um, extinct rides medley. So I'm going to play <laughs> it for you. It's, you know, it's, you know, a minute or so long, but it is basically all of these rides that are now extinct from the Disney parks. And he puts them all into one big medley. Um, so we're going to play this for you again. This is Noah Sunday Lefkowitz on TikTok, And here we go. Let me start at the beginning. Here we go. If you can dream it, then you can do it. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Horizons all shiny and new. Through interstate. Okay. Now is the time. 
any office boy or long before the Magic Journeys. Round about the turn of the century, folks discovered a barrel of fun. Taking pictures by the light of the sun. Delta welcomes you back from your dream flight. Delta dream flight? Remember that one? Once you have taken a dream flight, the Earth's an inspiring sight. And here's what you will take away in all your minds and hearts. Great moments in American history. Universe of energy. Listen to the land we all love. Listen to the land. Listen to the land. Listen to the You're just another part of on this magic. Captain E. Oh, yeah. Spectrum X. And do as dreamers do. We go on moving forward. Illumination. world of motion with never a care to do all you wanted to do it's fun to be free new horizons for you and for me so good wow so good that's epic oh my god so great um that guy's really funny he does a lot of really fun uh montages but i thought that one was especially appropriate for us um all right couple more memes and things here wait do um, we follow him on tiktok I, I feel like we, we do. I feel like we follow him somewhere because I feel like I've seen his videos starting to pop up in our feed. Maybe a lot yeah. when I go into our accounts. Yeah, it's very possible. I may have pressed the follow when I was in the account. Um, okay, so here we. This is not a Bluey podcast, but Bluey is now playing on Disney Plus, so I feel like we can talk about it. Yeah, it's a Disney um, property. Yeah, it's a Disney property. Um, I saw the most funny, interesting uh, little. You know how people put like my kids an honor student or whatever, like the stickers right. on the back of their car. Um, this one says proud parent of a muffin and it has Aww. the character of muffin. Now, if you watch Bluey, you know that muffin's kind of a jerk. <laughs> muffin, like the whole <laughs> point of muffin is that muffins always like being selfish and not playing very well with others, right. and, like kind of complaining and whining. And so I just thought it was so funny that somebody would be like proud parent of a muffin. <laughs> pretty great um which probably okay. means that parent might be a muffin themselves that's true um <laughs> okay this was off an account called wasted um it probably was posted by somebody else but if you go to wasted on instagram um uh, you'll see this and again this is not totally disney but it's just so wholesome that i had to share it there's okay. this video of um a husband is coming home from work he opens the front door and there's clearly about like 75 red solo cups that have been built into like a pyramid, like right in front of the door. So the thought was like, <laughs> he would walk in and, and crash into it. Right. So he, kind of, he opens the door and he just happens to not be rushing. And so he sees it and the wife was there like filming him to like watch it happen. Right. Right. And she goes, and because he saw it and he stops and he doesn't walk into it, he's kind of just like smiling. Like, what is this? She goes, the kids. And then he goes, Oh, okay. So he closes the door. And then the mom is like, kids, I think daddy's home. I think daddy's home. And then he opens the door and they're watching and he just like trips over all the cups and falls <laughs> to the ground. And the kids are all like, we got him. And they're just jumping up and down. And I was just like, that is awesome. That's like great parenting work there. That's some great, oh, great dadding, so great momming there. And, you know, I just, I wanted to share that because I thought it was so, <laughs> so, 
so beautiful. Let's give it up. That's uh, that was originally posted by the uh, the the Flightus Life, F L E I T E S. It looks like it's a family uh, based out of Florida who does a lot of content. So that's there you go. That's really cool, man. Uh, love that. Is that uh, is that our that's memes it. and things? That's it for memes and things. Boom. Well, let's get to the part of our episode that I'm sure many people are have made just skipped ahead to get to this point. But hopefully you've been along for this ride the entire time. Um, you know, Eric, as mentioned earlier, is out of town in Chicago, but we have a, a good friend of the show, a good buddy of mine um, who wanted to come by, chat with us about his experience being on Disney Channel, his love for Disney in general, and then wanted to share his top five live action Disney movies with us. Um, so I got to sit down yesterday with our good buddy, Bradley Stephen Perry from Good Luck Charlie. So let's take a little listen to that conversation right now. Oh my gosh, Disney Countdown crew, this is thrilling today. Uh, I'm sitting here with a person who I'm sure many of you know and love. You probably grew up with this guy on shows like Good Luck Charlie and Mighty Med. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We could just go on and on. But my favorite credit of all of this person's career is left center fielder for my <laughs> slow pitch men's softball team uh, out here in Southern California. Give it up for Bradley Perry. Should I call you Bradley Scott Perry, like Bradley Stephen Perry, Bradley Stephen Perry. Well, I yeah. definitely won't call you Bradley Scott Jason Perry. Jason Scott Dolly. That's right? what You're it is. Yeah. It's all these three name people. Yeah. In theater yeah. and like child actors. Well, you know why it's that? I hate having to go by it, mm. but it's kind of at this point, it's like stuck with me. Yeah. You know because it's been on credits as many right. times as it has. But uh, there was when I joined SAG, there was already a Bradley Perry. Really? And you can't have two. Wow. So I had to go with Bradley Stephen Perry. And isn't your like your dad's name is Steve, right? Yeah, Steve. Which Perry. is amazing. Yeah. Let's give it our lead singer of Journey, yeah, Steve yeah, Perry. Uh, and also the, <laughs> the head financier for our softball team. That's right. Uh, let's <laughs> let's give it up. You know, he's not paying for placement oh, here true. on yeah, Disney yeah, Countdown. Don't give him any deal. He's had the best deal ever. <laughs> His logo has been on our jerseys for he bought it for like one season, but now we've been wearing them for like yeah. seven years now. I think he pays the entry fee. Does he really? I don't think he does personally, but I think his company. The company it's does. a write-off yeah, at this write point in time. And now we got hats, yeah, which are pretty do. fancy, yeah, which I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah, those are nice hats. Anyway, I'm sorry I got your middle name wrong. No, uh, we can always yeah. go back and edit that out Just later. Bleep it. Just bleep it, exactly. <laughs> that way we don't get the explicit. When you get people's names wrong, that's how you know it's a really explicit show. My middle name has been like the biggest confusion for people my really? whole life. I'm not kidding you. Hmm. Yeah, because it's really weird if you Google Bradley Perry a lot of things don't come up about me really and then if you do bradley stephen perry then it's like my whole thing right also sometimes steve perry comes up from journey oh, and it, wow. it gets very confusing for whatever reason have you ever met steve perry from i have journey? not we but i imagine every once in a while it's funny because if he goes to an event in on wire image he goes to look at his images which i imagine he doesn't <laughs> but if you typed in steve perry a lot of my photos would come up and he probably is like who is this kid you know what i hope that somewhere in the world right now steve perry is on Google and he's just like, God, this kid always <laughs> he pops won't up. Leave me alone. He, won't, he just follows me everywhere it's I like go. My dad's name is Steve Perry. I hope he has a son named Bradley Perry. That would just be hysterical, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> thrilled that you're here to chat with us today. You know, obviously with Disney Countdown, we have a lot of people who are huge fans of the Disney universe. That's not mm -hmm. just parks, that's TV, that's movie, all the things. And you got started with Disney at a very young age, nine. right? How nine? Nine years old. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was technically nine. I mean, we I booked Good Luck Charlie, which was called Oops at the time. I booked that when I was nine years old, and then we started filming technically when I turned 10. And then okay. so from 10 to 14, we did Good Luck Charlie. 98 episodes. 
It's like technically a hundred because there was two crossover episodes that we okay. did, and they for whatever reason don't count those as your own personal episode. So technically, we did a hundred episodes on the dot and a movie. Don't they not go over a hundred because most shows go into syndication after a hundred episodes, and a lot of shows will stop there. Most networks, yeah, but Disney doesn't do uh, syndication. They don't care. Yeah, they don't have commercials. They're like, you, yeah. we, we own you. Yeah, four years. <laughs> yeah, their their contracts more based off of uh, seasons. Okay. So if it goes three seasons, and then if you're doing well, they'll up you for a fourth, and the fourth season they renegotiate everything, but right. nothing ever past four. But actually, that changed, I guess. Really? Now, we were supposed to be the first show to do five seasons. Okay. And then I guess we weren't good enough. So. But then you got another show. I did. Were you doing Mighty yeah. Med at the same time as Good Luck Charlie? <laughs> yeah. So I, we finished filming Good Luck Charlie on a Friday. We had Saturday off. We all like hung out as like the show ended after four years. We did a massive, massive press junket on Sunday. And then Monday morning, I was at the table read for Mighty Med. That's wild. Yeah. So like no change. But it, I'm not kidding you. It was all filmed at LA Center Studios. Good Luck Charlie filmed on stage four. Okay. We Mighty Med filmed on stage six. Wow! So I just moved my dressing room. Like, so you literally there. grew up there. I mean, I look, grew up at LA Center Studios more than anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, what what is that like? You know, I think a lot of people think like, oh my gosh, that's got to be like the sweet life. Not to bring up another Disney <laughs> show, that? but yeah, like uh, to grow up. Like, were you? Let's take it back a little further. Like, as a kid, were you a fan of Disney? Like, did you oh, watch yeah. Disney movies? And what were some of your your go tos when you were a kid? You want to know what's funny? Is one of my favorite things that i watched was cory in the house really i loved jason wow i hate him now but (laughs) i i loved him at the time i thought he was just he was so cool um and he's so not at all he's just such a normal weird guy yeah nice guy he's a a cool dude i've known him since i taught sunday school to jason to really date myself that's quite uh here actually i was looking up your age on my way in today um not on my way in because I was driving, but you know, <laughs> when I, on my way to the microphone, I was on yeah. my phone and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I think I've interviewed somebody who could almost be my kid. Almost. Because of our age difference. Yeah. I mean, I feel like 18 is, is like the, the break point. It would be like, uh, you were in the military, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen. So you had a kid. Yeah. So I, I was and about to go off to war and, and <laughs> yeah, here you are and you're a star. So and then you had me and, and congratulations. It worked out well for you. It worked out well for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, but so, I mean, I was a, I, I loved Disney channel, um, loved Disney movies. Honestly, it sounds funny, but I was so young that, I mean, there wasn't much time of yeah. life there, you know? That's a good so point. So it went from, I started acting when I was five. Okay. And I did. Some I got to do some cool stuff, but Disney Channel I think was always when you're a kid is always kind of the goal. I yeah. don't really know if it is like Disney Channel is with how much there's Netflix and Hulu and all these networks having big children department. Right. But Disney Channel was the place it was for the kid thing. Actors. Oh yeah, you know that was the only place you did it. Um, even ABC Family, which was still owned by Disney, was like, you know, it was a little older. It was more right. like teens. Um, so for for kids, I mean. If you wanted to be an actor, like being on a Disney show was the goal. And so I got pretty lucky. So you grew up here in Southern California, mm-hmm. right? Did you go to the Disney parks? Like, did you go to Disneyland a lot as a kid? I did, yeah. You know, it's so funny, though, is it's going to make me sound like such a jerk, but... Uh, Come on, Hollywood, give it to us. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I, I don't know if I can ever go to the parks again without 
like the, the plaid the guard and all yeah. that. It just ruined it. You know, it's like flying. I've never done that, but I would imagine it's like flying private and then having to fly coach. Yeah. You know, no, it was just like, true. it was amazing, you know? And so I, every once in a while, it seems like once a year I, I get an invite from people at Disney channel or from the parks that I just grew relationships with that are like, Hey, we're opening a new ride. Come to the opening. You can have the whole day. Or I opened a cruise last year. Really? A few of us went on the new ship. Which one? Um, the Wish. The Wish. Yeah. My buddy is on that ship right now. Yeah? Yeah, they just left from it's Florida. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was amazing, though, because we went... Uh, it was still a press cruise. Okay. So it wasn't even halfway full. Oh, my gosh. Was, is that weird, awesome. or is that awesome? Because sometimes, like, when yeah. my wife and I did an after-hours event at Disneyland recently, and it was cool that the lines weren't as long, but it almost felt... It's not as magical. Like, you don't hear the hubbub of all the people. Like, yeah. you don't realize how the soundtrack of, like, humans well, plays a role. So I'll tell you this. I The coolest shoot I ever did for, like, a Disney park was when I was working in Disney World. Okay. And we had to do something like, we were walking up and down Main Street, and there couldn't be anybody there. Hmm. So we were in the park at, like, 5 a.m. Oh, wow. And, I mean, most of the employees weren't even there yet. Wow. And it was kind of eerie. Yeah. You know? It was eerie, but it was, I mean, it was so cool. I, I Like, just to be able to look at everything without anybody there. Yeah. And knowing that, like, you're one of the only 10 people in this park. That's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, I think about that often, like, the closing staff at mm-hmm. Disneyland. Like, the people, the maintenance people, you know, or, like, I used to watch this show. There was a show on Disney Channel when I was a kid where they showed, like, the various people who were involved in making Disneyland magical. And they showed these guys who were like scuba divers who would swim around what is now Nemo and just check the track. And I was like, what a wild job to have what to be was there. It like before th- Nemo, it was what, uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah. So it was, it was still, still a submarine. Like a submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they had like this sea monster under there. They mm-hmm. basically, you know, Disney does this. They retheme things. Mm-hmm. They keep the same track. They probably just wrap the submarines in a yellow wrap yeah. and threw some new figures under there and boom, you're done. But I've just always thought that's so interesting because there's got to be security like walking down Main Street at three o'clock in the morning just to make sure nobody hid in a bathroom and came running out. Yeah, right. I would imagine that they have a check for all of those things. And yeah. I would imagine that. I mean, it's it's Disney. They, they it's damn near perfect. With yeah, everything, you know that's true. I mean, they did did just announce they're laying off seven thousand people. So maybe yeah, that's so maybe security it's going to get a little worse. Yeah, maybe you could hide in the bathroom. <laughs> but you know, it's like it it is kind of weird though. I imagine that there is somebody always in those parks. Oh, there's got to be like like a lot of people at all times in those parks. Do you think there are ghosts in the park? I mean, if you're into that, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I would imagine they not just in the haunted mansion, mansion yeah. but like you know they. They have like the light on for Walt in his apartment. I've always wondered, like, if you believe in ghosts and spirits, like you would think that Walt's got to be hanging out there. Or if you have a choice as a spirit, like, you think that's where he would be? Disneyland, Disney World. I mean, probably hop back and forth. I don't know. <laughs> it's a quick trip. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's got to be a portal or something. <laughs> so, like I don't that, think he's right? taking a flight. No. no, I mean, do you just hover from like Anaheim all the way <laughs> yeah, out I to think Orlando? That's probably. Well, he just stays on the tent and he rides this. Yeah, camping. boom, just take it straight out there. <laughs> no, but you know what? I will say though, it's kind of cool about. Uh, Walt's whole ordeal at Disneyland is the cast of Good Luck Charlie was were one of not many people who signed his guest book. Oh, really? Yeah, we're all all our names are in there in the apartment. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't think it's a very long list, but 
Yeah, because I've been to the apartment, but they, they didn't, didn't, ask you they didn't make any mention. Well, I mean, this was before the podcast. Oh, yeah. So I think if, if I went back now, they'd be like, oh, yeah. sir, Mr. Uh, Disney this. Countdown, please. I've signed the guest book <laughs> in Club 33. Yeah. Um, have you been there, Club 33? Hot take. I don't like the food there. What? It's not my favorite food. I don't have know you had I the should... filet? Yeah, it's not their best. It's what? not their best. It's not their best as compared to like another filet in the park? I don't think there's another filet in the park. <laughs> so it might be the best filet in the park, I guess. But I, I think there's better... I think there's better food especially at disney well disney world i mean if you go around all the the countries oh my gosh I mean, Epcot, some of the yeah. food is amazing next level do you ever do food and wine festival at california adventure because that's going on mm-hmm. right now yeah no that's super fun it's uh or what's the one bar in california adventure the uh oh the lamplight yeah used to be ariel's grotto mm-hmm. but they've got the lobster nachos there yeah, which are awesome great. the barbecue chicken pizza oh, so good and it's like a Incredible place to sit. We were, we just did a food focused episode uh, mm-hmm. on the show, and we were just chatting about sitting there by the pier and by the water. And especially if you're an adult and if you like having adult beverages, just chilling there at the bar yeah. or one of the high tops and having some nachos, have yourself a delicious drink, and just yeah. chill out. I know we did the uh, kind of like the drinks around the world. And, oh, at, at Epcot, world. yeah. How'd Epcot. that go for you? I think I made it a few through a few countries. Now I got to ask you this: This is a hot take. Just like you know, when people go to Disneyland, there's always this debate: Do you go to the left or to the right to go underneath the train tracks? Right? Always the left. Oh, you're always the left. I'm always the right. Really? Oh yeah, without fail. Like always to the right. So again, not to sound like a jerk, but <laughs> it's not usually my decision. The plaids I just kind of follow left, where yeah. they go. The plaids <laughs> always seem to go to the left when they walk in. They go left. And then it's usually the route, because it's easiest to just, I sort of, I actually think I could be a tour guide at Disneyland with how many times I've been there. But, you know, if you go to the left and you just kind of hit all the parks, I mean, like all the all the rides on the left, and you just kind of work your way around through the right. But what, what about the out. tunnel section? Like before you get onto Main Street, you know, when you're yeah, facing the, you, you go always to the go to left. I mean, that is where the plaid station is. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, I mean, that makes sense. I, I mean, someday... When I'm showing up for plaid service, then maybe I still think I'd go to the right. It's not going to be your choice, first off. Okay. Secondly, do you start in Disneyland or do you start in California Adventureland? Man, that is, that's a million dollar question right now. I think it, the reservation system sort of dictates where you start these days. So like, mm. say I go to make a reservation with my family and there's only a DCA reservation available. Right. Then I would start at DCA. But yeah. if I have my choice... I think it's start at Disneyland, do a couple hours, go do lunch vibes, few hours in the middle of the day over at California Adventure, then bounce back to Disneyland for the evening. Yeah, it's tough because I feel like California Adventureland at night, like nighttime, is mm. more fun. Okay, because of like the pier and the lights. Yeah. yeah, and they do World of Color. That's true. Which is fun. Uh what is it? Is it still screaming? No, they changed it, right? No, it's the Incredicoaster now. Incredicoaster, right. Have you been on it since they flipped it? Yeah. It's somehow it's the same ride, but it's so much better now. Yeah, because they have the the smell of the cookies when you go all the way to the top. Yeah, right? and they've got yeah. the tunnels now that you go through, yeah, and it's yeah. like they've got Jack Jack and all mm-hmm. the characters. It just like Disney does that so wonderfully. Well, they can take something that like, oh, I enjoy this, and now they're like, I'm just gonna change it a little bit. So I have a super hot take. Oh, that this one might give me crazy. I hate Disneyland. Yeah, no. just overall, <laughs> ugh. You know, I just don't like it. No, uh, I think Tower of Terror was so much more fun. What? Yeah. I mean, my wife would agree with you because she was obsessed with Tower of Terror. It's just not the same. I think it's better now. It's just more. 
nauseating to me. <laughs> There's so much going on, you know? Yeah. And then also, like, I, I when I went back to, to Disney World, they still have Tower there. Right. But theirs is different. Yeah, theirs is a little theirs, cooler. Theirs, like, moves around, you move right? Four, well, just to start. You just, like, okay. move through, like, one area, and then you get into the elevator shaft. But it's just scarier. You okay. know, like, it's a better vibe. I, I it just, it's not the same. Okay. I mean, you're you're leading us to a segment that I wanted to do with you very, very smoothly. Okay. And that is I want to do this or that okay. with right. you. It's a game that Eric and I... Yeah, uh, transitioned you. You or? did. I just like, you was like, you were osmosis, man. <laughs> I was just sending it to you. Um, so our producer, Chris, uh, out in Brooklyn, New York, is going to hit you with a few different options of this or that Disney edition, and you have to let us know this or that and why you're going to go with that selection. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Let's do this, Chris. <clears throat> All right, so we'll start easy. Turkey legs or boxes of popcorn? <laughs> Multiple <it>. boxes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with popcorn. Really? Yeah, the, the, the turkey leg kind of grosses me out. So we were talking on the show recently about how, like, if Chris were walking around with a turkey leg, he's exactly the type of you looking look person. You exactly like it. Like, yeah. some people, I look at them, I go, really? Uh, no, I would look at like, you and be like, yeah, that's for sure. Did he bring it from home? <laughs> <Yeah>. Did. <laughs> <laughs> Did he kill it on the way here? Yeah. I don't know. Um, it would feel very legitimate. Yeah, he's definitely staying in one of the hotels, and he's got like 10 in there, too. <laughs> 10 turkeys or turkey legs? <laughs> <laughs> he's set up his own spit somewhere around the jungle cruise. Yeah, it's like he... somebody told you exactly what they're made of, and you're like, I know. That's, that's fine. Exactly. That's I, I, I created these, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, what's the next one, Chris? Next one is Thanos or Darth Vader. Ooh. Oh, Darth Vader. Yeah, it's not even a question. Really? I why think why is it not a question? From like a, like a character standpoint, or like where are we going with this? As like a, I suppose it can go either way. I mean, the argument can be made that Thanos' intentions weren't super bad. Right. Yeah, I feel like so Darth Vader was more evil. Yeah. You know. Uh, but who was more evil than Darth Vader? What, what was that dude's name? Who was like Darth Maul? No, the guy oh, who like Sidious. the guy who made Darth Vader essentially. Oh, the uh, George Lucas Emperor <laughs> is he an emperor or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. Yes, yeah. I'm not With a big Star Wars person. Yes, like hands. he was super yeah. evil, right? Yeah, because Darth Vader had a little bit of a heart. Yeah, but I I don't know. I feel like uh, I don't know. I, from like an actual character driven standpoint, I would imagine Thanos is probably more entertaining because he had reasoning behind killing more people. depth yeah. I suppose, to his character i guess yeah which is funny because he's like an animated giant yeah. thing um, <laughs> but you can't beat the the breathing sound of darth vader no, and james creepy. earl jones as yeah. the voice like it just uh just another level it is funny that it's james earl jones and then what's his face is inside there uh technically wait who who's, was it in there who's the actor Hayden Christensen. Do you I know guess? Chris? Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm supposed to believe is in there. Oh yeah, I don't believe that whatsoever. <laughs> I, I mean, that was like 20 years before his time, right? And yeah, so, yeah. And then it's like I feel like the one, two, and three were just kind of like, this isn't. We don't care about this. this yeah, yeah. I'm. See, the thing is, like, I might get a lot of hate for this. I'm not a huge Star Wars person. Yeah, I I like them as far as like setting the tone for what movies can be. Mm -hmm. I think they did a great job, and I think at the time, uh, it's pretty incredible that they were able yeah. to pull all that off. And also just creating a, a series of films that's not based in our world, I would imagine, is a tough thing to do. 
Well, yeah, and just where you know technology was at that point in time, and what George Lucas was able to do to make that actually watchable and believable, yeah. I think is is pretty incredible. I think like if you got introduced to Star Wars as a kid, you became a Star Wars fan as Absolutely. an adult. Star Wars wasn't a part of my childhood, yeah. um, in in the way that like baseball was you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. I, I think like if maybe i had a dad who was like super into star wars and was like well this character exists in this world and, yeah and he's friends with so-and-so then i might have been into it um but it just doesn't it doesn't hit i appreciate the rides like i think rise of the resistance is really really cool yeah see my dad loved top gun so that's how i feel about top gun okay he was a big top gun fan in the 80s so so know. now when like maverick came out you were yeah we were all very excited i had seen top yeah. gun a billion times you know so really I, like. I don't think i've ever watched it all the way through that's weird. Next question. That's weird. I mean, it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so let's mix it up a little bit. Let's say you have to move tomorrow. Where are you moving? Radiator Springs or Neverland? Ooh. Like, is it Michael like, Jackson's Neverland Ranch? <laughs> yeah, or I am uh, Neverland? not moving there. <laughs> um, no, but as like, it, it like, you know, in the animated world or at the parks? Let's say the animated world. Mm. Oh, Radiator Springs seems a little more fun. And also, I'm a big Porsche fan, and oh. the one girl in that movie is a Porsche. She is a Porsche. So, All right, that's a good answer. All right, what's the next one, Chris? Tower of Terror or Haunted Mansion? I think we know where he's going Tower with this. Terror. Yeah. yeah, definitely Tower of Terror. <laughs> Haunted Mansion is a great ride, but it's one of those things when you've been to Disneyland a hundred times, you're just kind of like, no, I, I know, I get it. I don't need to go on it again. Yeah. You know? But it there's did. some people who are like super obsessed. Yeah. With Same with like Mansion. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. But Pirates is like, I feel like Pirates is a good midday. I'm so tired. I need to sit for an hour of this ride. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to go do. I mean, know? you get the drops at the beginning, which yeah. is nice. So it's got a little bit of like that thrill aspect. But there's definitely a chance you can fall asleep on Pirates. You on can Pirates easily. or on Small World? Oh, I mean, that's why you go on Small World. It's yeah, it's, a, it's just to take, <laughs> take a, nap. a nap. It's yeah, like so. if you make a list of the top 10 places to nap at Disneyland, which should Small totally World's be a be, countdown. That's absolutely Small true. World's got to be. Small World's got to be one of them. Number one. Uh, you got to do the stable Ferris wheel at uh, California Adventure. Not oh, the one that's the, the slides, <laughs> moving the, the death wheel, as yeah, they call that's, it. That's probably the most terrifying thing at Disney World. A lot of people like are like will not go on that sliding thing at all. Yeah. No, a lot of people won't. Uh, I had my first kiss on that first one. On the swinging one or the stable one? The stable one. <laughs> I was going to be like, whoa. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, it just went yeah, flying yeah. across the thing yeah. and I flew into her and I didn't, didn't know, know her. her. Yeah. <laughs> just but, landed you know, on her lap. We stayed in contact to this day. Follows me on Instagram. Uh, all right. Do we have what? One more, Chris? We have one more. All yes. Right. So we're going to talk. Uh, who's the better king? Mm. Simba or Mufasa? Whoa. Ooh. That's a great question. That's a tough one. I feel like we don't get to see a lot of Simba as king. No. Though he does defeat Scar, which he dies Mufasa pretty quickly. Couldn't yeah. do. Uh, I yeah, suppose if you're basing it off of his potential, because you don't really see a whole lot of Mufasa being a king either. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a. That's probably one of the most like heartbreaking scenes. Yeah. In <sighs> when he loses Disney. his dad. Oh. Yeah. I just took my daughter to see the musical. And he's like jumping on him. Like, dad, come on, dad. Oh, Wake up, dad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's uh, it wrecked me when I was younger watching it. And then when I became a parent. Oh, it's even Forget worse. about it. Yeah. yeah. It's like everything that involves like child parent interaction that's emotional is just 
to the nth degree. I would imagine. Once you have kids, dude. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah, that scene. Oh, God, that scene is so So tough. who are you going with, though? Simba or Mufasa? I think Simba. Okay. I think. I mean, he's going to be a mighty king. Right. So enemies beware. <laughs> okay? I just want you to know that. Yeah, because you care about him a little more. Right. Well, yeah, I think it's that it's the tragedy, like it's a Greek tragedy sort of yeah. situation where you watch this character go through this heartbreak and sort of like rediscover themselves yeah. and then step into their greatness. We don't know like who Mufasa was before yeah. he became king, but you got to imagine like he does have some great dad conversations with Simba. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe maybe Simba is the better king, but partially because of the dad that he had. Yeah. I, I don't know. That. I know we're going no, real. Deep. We're really yeah. going deep. Just... I'm going to bring this up with my therapist on <laughs> Thursday because I'm sure there's something in there uh, for sure. Uh, but that's our that's our this or that Disney edition uh, with Bradley Stephen. There we go, Perry. Um, so Bradley, we do countdowns here on Disney Countdown. That's why it's called Disney Countdown. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I like to let people know just in case mm. they want to know. Like, what are you counting I wasn't down? Picking to? Up on that. Well, that's what I'm here for. Um, so we are currently in the middle of our top 10 favorite live action Disney movies of all time. Yeah. And so we want to know what are your top five from five through one live action Disney movies. We'll go through them five to one. You'll tell us why. We'll talk a little bit about it. Okay. Do you accept this magical challenge? I do. Do you accept that I have a list? I, I love that because sometimes we have people on our shows no who are just on. like, I guess I like... Um, it's been a while since we've had that. So, you know, okay. anyway, that was season one of so, Christmas Count. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought a list. You are prepared for yeah, us today, I really, Bradley. I really did. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I okay. love your your commitment to this. So we'll start at number five. I'm so excited. What do you got? But here's the thing. Okay. My list yeah. is based off of category, too. Okay. If that makes sense. I'm so confused. So it's live action Disney, but see, okay. I broke it down like this. I have like Disney Channel original movie, right? Then okay. I have a live action sports movie. Okay. I have a uh, live action musical. Ooh, okay. Okay. I have a live action teen movie, and then I have one other one. Okay. So are you have five for each category? You no, just no, no. picked one from all one, these categories. I have one from each category. Okay. We're gonna t- count down my. How many were you categories. in? I want to know. One. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we had Kevin Chamberlain on recently, hey, and his? his his number one uh, thing was, or his number one Disney hero was his character on Jesse? from Jesse. Yeah, which uh, he was like, I got to go with it, which yeah, I thought yeah, was, was should, super. Yeah. All right, so let's <laughs> let's get into it, Bradley. I know okay. that people are eager to hear your top five okay. live action movies. So, big sports guy, right? So okay, I'll, I'll put sports. That's going to be number one. So we're going to start backwards. Okay, I'm start at number five, which I'm going to go with. Uh, a teen movie, okay, which is Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, which I was in. <laughs> I I've was heard in of this that. on IMDb. I yeah. had to throw myself in there. It was the spinoff of High School Musical. Okay, okay, I was in that. It was the first movie I was ever. Was that a fun in. one to work on? Yeah, I filmed it in Toronto. It was an amazing experience. Okay, and it was so fun. It was like the first movie I was a lead in. Mm. Uh, I did it after the first season of Good Luck Charlie. Uh, it. Me and my mom lived in Toronto for three months. It was great. So number four. Yes. I gave the man his own category because I think he's brilliant. Okay. I aspire to be like him. My uh, Adam Sandler. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Bedtime stories. Oh, dude. I just saw that pop up on Disney Plus the other day because I've been trying to like watch movies I've never seen. Yeah. And I was like, that looks like it's a lot of fun. You've never seen that? Never seen it. Oh, it's a great movie. 
What's yeah, so great, great about it? Tell me. It's Adam Sandler. Okay. I mean, it's great. It's just a good film. But I'm a big Adam Sandler guy. I did a movie with him. I think he's an amazing human being, let alone a talented human being. Uh, and I, what I, movie did you do with him? I did a movie called uh, Hubie Halloween. Oh, okay. Netflix movie. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we shot it in Boston. He's a he seriously is the greatest person I ever worked with. So bedtime stories. Yeah, it's a it's film. a must. What what's your favorite part of the movie? Other than Adam Sandler. I honestly it's going to be Adam Sandler. It's going to be Adam Sandler. Yeah, okay. But All right. I have a musical on here too. You have a musical. A live action musical. Is it Sharpay? Is it your <laughs> yeah, number? We're going to go back to number 5. No, but it's actually like... the my recording. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys want to hear? I brought it for you guys to hear. Um I'm going into the woods. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I James have to Corden say one. hot take. You didn't like it. I just don't like the musical End of the Woods. It's a lot going on. Yeah. If that's what you're going I kind of just want it to end at the end of the first act. It's long. It's a it's, long it's musical. It's definitely long. Uh, and also, it's kind of like there's so many different stories going on that we know. Right. I, I don't know which one to follow. But that's kind of why I liked it. For some reason, Into the Woods like never connected with me. So because of that, I haven't watched oh, you haven't? the film yet. No. It's good. Uh, James Corden's great. Um, Meryl Streep's in it. She's great. Got a lot of heavy hitters. Oh, yeah, it's loaded. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp is the wolf in it. Right. Yeah. Uh, favorite Disney Channel original movie? Yes. Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff. Ooh. Who's in that? that? I could not tell you who the actors were. It was a baseball movie. Really? Yeah, dude. He was a. He wanted to be a baseball player, but he was also like a really good chef. So okay. we had like a cooking competition on the same day as a, a baseball championship game, and he had to run back and forth to cook and, and do all these things. But it, growing up as a baseball player, that was like my favorite movie. Oh, wow. Um, all right. You want my number one? I Can I guess what it is? No. Does it rhyme with cookie? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the rookie. And it's just, I categorize it as a sports movie, but okay. it's also my – that might be my – that's probably my – it reminds me of my father. Oh, really? That's why. Okay. Which uh, your dad was on the softball team with yeah. us for a while. The only reason it reminds me of him is because we used to watch it all the time. Oh, I was gonna say I wanted to know if he was like he a was legit a ball player. No, no. no. But okay. he, we, I grew up playing baseball. He was always my coach, mm. and we always watched the rookie. Well, the rookie is a great is a great film. I I love it, and I love your countdown. I love that you chose all these different sort of like subcategories yeah, within right? the genre of I care. live action. I care, and I appreciate that about you, and we and we care about you, and we you. and we are grateful that you hung out with us. Uh, you have to come back again, you know, when when Eric's here in studio, he's yeah, in Chicago absolutely. right now shooting uh, a new uh, TV show. I don't want to say too much about it because that's his thing to share. But uh, appreciate you hanging out with us today, Bradley. And absolutely. where can people find you on on the socials? Uh, Instagram is Bradley underscore s underscore Perry twelve. Couldn't make it any more difficult if I tried. <laughs> um, I I just recently started a TikTok. Ooh, had to. Okay. I'm not to. a TikTok person. Why'd you have to? It's good for the social media game. and You want to get in career. before it gets banned. Yeah, I'm trying to just... <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying I, I was part of it. You know? um, I think on that one, it's just... You could type in Bradley Stephen Perry. Okay. Or, uh, Bradley S. Perry, probably. Brad, this has uh, been such a blast. This was Brad, a lot of fun. can I call you Brad? You can do whatever you want. All right. Love call that. me Bradley Just don't call Scott you Bradley Perry. Scott Perry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a blast. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll have to have you back again soon. Absolutely. I'll be here. What a blast uh, chatting with with Bradley. Oh, we got to awesome. have him back on when you're here, Eric. Yeah, I want to hang out with him. He seems so fun. Really, really I cool dude. He, he, he totally surprised me uh, with his selections. And I was because he like went through and he's like, OK, I'm going to have one sport one. I'm going to have one musical one. I'm going to have one 
that I, I was that. in. So he like chose a movie that he was in, um, which I thought was was super fun. <laughs> but uh, really, really right. good dude. Uh, definitely like a Disney fan, and you know, grateful for him. You know, hanging out and chatting. And we and we chatted for. I mean, like almost an hour. So if you want that entire conversation, make sure you uh, subscribe to the show on Apple or Spotify. We do bonus episodes of bonus content plus bonus um, uh, countdowns as well. Uh, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify for that, or you can join our Patreon. The link for that is in the episode notes if you want to hear more of that conversation with Bradley, plus get access to a very exclusive private magical community of Disney obsessed people like you on Facebook. Um, that's the way to do that. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But now that we've heard Bradley's top five, I feel like it's time for us to get to ours, eh? Magic, Ooh, magic, magic. Just feel magic. that fairy dust just drift, drift over you. Drift, drift. over you? Drift over you. No, just drift drift over it's you, man. drapping all over you. It's just drapping all you know over what? me. You know, this all is, the drafts and the no, drips and drafts. Because we are recording like full shows right now. And so I, right? I forget like what was a bit on Christmas Countdown and what was a bit here on Disney. So like I think drap was on Christmas. Was that on, was, but you know what that okay. means. So you, you got to go listen to, to Christmas. You, you got to listen everywhere. <laughs> There's Easter eggs it's in every like episode. We were talking about before we recorded, like how Disney Channel will do those like crossover episodes where like yeah. characters from one show yeah. appear in another. We're basically applying that here with the Countdown Network. <laughs> oh, I love great. it. I love it. All right, folks, here we go. So these are top 10 Disney live action movies. Just a reminder of what we had last week. I started uh, number 10 with Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan version. Then we had Homeward Bound. Uh, at number eight, I had my medley of my <laughs> my five-headed monster of The Rookie, Miracle, Remember the Titans, Angels in the Outfield, and Invincible, all the Disney sport movies. Uh, at number seven, I had Iron Will. And at number six, I had Honey, I Shrunk the mm. Kids. All right, my number five uh is the movie saving mr oh. banks i love this film so much i remember when i every time i see it i cry but i remember the first time i saw it we were actually in orlando visiting uh lisa's family and we were with uh my brother and sister-in-law okay. and i think we honestly we like sent the kids 
to a movie that was like next door <laughs> that was an animated movie and then we saw saving okay. mr banks and we just like sophie was old enough that she could kind of like make sure they didn't get stolen <laughs> but like essentially we went to a different movie i can't remember they may there may have been a grandparent with them i can't remember but um saving mr banks is so emotional it is basically this if you haven't seen it it's the it's sort of two stories at once uh the story of pm travers uh who wrote uh, uh, right. Mary Poppins, the book, the novel, um, and Walt Disney played by Tom Hanks. Uh, PM Travers is played by Emma Thompson. Uh, and it's sort of the wooing process that Walt goes through to get her to give the rights to Mary Poppins to him to make a movie about it. And, you know, they're showing her the songs that there is going to be in there and the casting and the magic of Disney and Disneyland and the whole thing. And she's sort of this very hard character and, you know, doesn't want to give up her ip essentially and you know doesn't doesn't want to be involved with it and the other half of the movie is sort of going back to her life as a child and we see that her father who's played by colin farrell in a great role uh essentially growing up in it seems like actually australia i don't know maybe it's new zealand something like that um is kind of a a drunk he's he's an alcoholic and he's trying to be a good father and a good family man but he just he can't hold it together and so she he has this sort of tragic life and she always just wishes that she could help Mm. her dad because she knows he has a good heart and so then you start to see the parallels of her own relationship with her father to the way that the father character is portrayed in mary poppins and you start to realize i'm gonna get emotional just saying like that the the Mary Poppins is about the dad. It's about the dad being mm. redeemed and being saved. And when you see this, it's just there's so much Disney magic in it. There, it's so cool to see like the studio of what it looked like in the you know early '60s. The costumes are great. You see what Walt's um, office looked like, and I believe I could be wrong about this. Hashtag fake Disney facts. <laughs> but I I think uh, I'm pretty sure they filmed it at the Burbank lot in Walt's office, which has remained untouched um since uh since they you know walt passed away they sort of leave it as it Mm. was um and i think they may have shot some of it in there i could be wrong but um don't don't quote me on that (laughs) but the whole movie is just it's so beautiful you get to see the sherman brothers which is amazing and see their whole process of um writing the songs for mary poppins and it's just a wonderful wonderful movie uh, if you have not seen it, especially if you're a Disney adult, it's just a Dude, great one. Such, so that's my number number five. Yeah, I had it when I put together my first like full comprehensive list of movies that I love. That one was definitely there. Uh, it's so great. I yeah. mean, anything that Tom Hanks is in, you know, I will I will watch uh, for sure. Hundred percent. I meant to bring this up in a previous episode, so let's just interject it here. Do you know that fun fact about Tom Hanks's brother? That how he does the voiceover for yeah, like all, like whenever there's like toys uh, for or all whatever the toys and video games yeah, and stuff. Yeah, because he was yeah, on. Uh, I was watching this clip of him on Graham Norton, and Graham was like, "Do you do all the yeah. voices?" He goes, "No, it's my brother." Um, like it's just yeah. how cool. It's pretty. It's pretty great. And there's actually a really great documentary called um, "I Know That Voice," and it's all about the voiceover mm. industry. And Tom Hanks's brother is featured in the documentary, sort of talking about the same thing about how you know my brother is very busy and he can't do every you know new version of Disney adventure toy whatever. And like so, they'll call me and I'll say, "There's a snake in my boot," and it sounds just like my what brother. A, so yeah, very what a cool, cool gig uh, for him to have. Yeah. Um, great selection, love that. Uh, recapping my ten through six uh, at number ten, I had "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" with Rick Moranis. Number nine, I had "Cool Runnings." Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, number eight, like Eric, I had Homeward Bound. Uh, number seven, I had Hamilton, uh, the version that was captured and lives on Disney+. Plus. And then at number six, um, I had that that uh, hysterical movie that I loved so much as a kid, Blank Check, uh, from 1994, um, which we're still on the fence, you know, as to whether or not there's a good message in that movie. But I was thoroughly <laughs> entertained by it as a kid. Uh, number five for me, I this has been really tough to put together top five because I have like yeah. 10 movies that I really, really like. Um, I'm going to go with the movie Jungle Cruise. Um, mm. I... I didn't watch. I don't. Did that ever come out in the theaters? I can't remember. Um, I think yeah. so. I mean, yeah, but it was sort. Of, it was a pandemic movie, so I, I can't know. remember. The if last it was two years, fully it's released. Like Pandy has everything sort of in a blender. But um, I just watched it the other night because I was like, I want to make sure I'm not missing anything um, that could go on this yeah. list. And it was one that I hadn't seen yet. And I love The Rock. I think The Rock is hysterical. Um, I love. I love the Great. journey of him as like an entertainer. You know, starting off, you know, as like what, a college football player. Then he got into wrestling, and then he just blew up. Um, and he seems like mm -hmm. a really just like down to earth dude, and really great with his kids. Good guy. And Good guy. He's just perfect. Um, in the role, I love all the ways that they integrated funny lines from the Jungle Cruise ride yeah. into the movie. Like he yeah. just peppers this group right out of the gates at the top of the movie with all these all these lines and hits like you know, the backside of water and all the things that we love so so much yeah. uh from the jungle cruise and and honestly like it's an action-packed movie like it's it's, it's got movie. heart to it you know the the relationship that that he develops with uh with emma blunt's character em emily blunt, emily blunt uh, yeah. we're on a i call her emma that's we're on like a nickname basis <laughs> i don't know if you knew that about us uh but uh but emily blunt she's she's great uh in it their dynamic is is fantastic i think there's there's a really great moment in the film you know where her brother is sort of like saying something without saying something you know revealing a part of himself um you know when this movie is set is obviously in a time where uh people who might have had different preferences sexually would have been looked down upon and he talks about yeah. not being able to love somebody because it's not what he likes it's not who he is and um uh, and the rock just has this really great moment where he basically just like reassures him and says like well that's just who you are you know and yeah. you know they just sort of like share a drink together and i think it's just such a, a beautiful moment um i love the way the story sort of gets flipped on its head when you figure out that the rock is actually like 400 years old uh, and he was a part right. of this group of conquistadors and the whole story behind them i think the those characters like who are part of the conquistador group and sort of like what they've become living in the jungle is really, really cool. Yeah. And the special effects really cool. are absolutely incredible. Um, and then the guy who plays the villain, he it was the dude who was on um, Friday night lights, like way back in the day, the blonde haired kid um, who he was like, sort of like a, a nerdy character on Friday night lights who I think was like, Oh, Jesse yeah. Clemens. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse Clemens. Clemens. And yeah. he's just, he's sort of become like a dude who plays these like very quirky characters uh, in film over the years. And yeah. he's just, he's so great as like the German guy who's the villain. And um, I just think we of, have the same agent. So I, I see, I see his career happening. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We'll give him a, let's get him on the show. You know, it here's a quick little tiny tangent yeah. off that Jesse Plemons, very interesting story, how his career started. He, I think he was from Austin and when they were filming the pilot for Friday night lights, he was only supposed to be in like two oh, scenes, wow. like the opening scene with Matt Saracen throwing the football and just kind of yeah. being his buddy. And then he had like one scene in like the schoolyard 
and the writers just liked his delivery and felt he was so interesting, like sounding and looking and everything was just like clicking. And so they said, all right, well, we'll make him a little bit of a character through this first season. And then they loved him. And then he became a major character on that show and then has turned it into, you know, <laughs> being a big old movie star. It's pretty He's great. He's married to Kirsten Dunst. I did yes, not know is. that. Yeah. That has nothing to do with, yeah. well, I guess she was in Spider-Man and Spider-Man's now part of Disney. So I guess sure, it's all, yeah. it's all yeah. connected uh, in all some way. Um, but yeah, he's, I, I love him as an actor. I think the movie is super interesting. Um, I One thing that let me know that I really enjoyed it was I didn't have an interest in looking at my phone at all during the film. I was yeah. sucked into the story. I didn't see that that the surprise coming of the rock, you know, being as old as he was. And um, I just love watching the arc of their relationship as it develops. And, um, you know, Jungle Cruise being one of my favorite rides and yours as well. I, I think they did a fantastic job bringing that story to life and all the nods that they did um, to what we know and love from the ride at the Disney parks. So that's why I got it at number five. I love that selection. Um, all right. My number four is, I feel like you maybe mentioned this in your, 10 through six, but you just said them and maybe you didn't, um, but it's going to be newsies. Ooh. Now I'm actually going to reference. I'm going to, if I have to choose, I, I would love to choose them both as like right. in the slot, the, the official movie and then the live capture of the Broadway production. Both are great. I, but I was essentially choosing the movie. I love, it came out in 1992 um, starring Christian Bale, a young Christian Bale. Um, although not his first movie because he was in Empire of the Sun. You ever seen Empire no. of the Sun? Oh, dude, if you want a great filmmaking experience and if you like Spielberg, dude, go home tonight, get a glass of wine and watch Empire of the Sun. It is a big, epic, like two and a half mm -hmm. hour movie. Uh, Christian Bale plays a kid who I, I love. I'm talking about a different movie in my four slot, but Empire of the Sun is about a kid who lives with his parents in um I think in China, in like Hong Kong or something like that, uh, when World War II breaks out and he gets separated from his parents as they're, the British are trying to evacuate China before the war really right. is going. And he gets separated from his parents. And so it's this long story of this little English boy as he sort of survives like being alone and he's in a, a prisoner of war camp and all these things. And the it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Uh, Empire of the Sun, if you've never seen it, you must, okay. must watch it. But back to Newsies. Christian Bale uh, is now like a teenager in this movie. Um, and it's just, the music is so great. I'm, I was amazed that it took Disney so long to actually make it into a full-fledged Broadway musical because people have loved it. People of our generation used to quote it all the time and sing parts from it. And, you know, that's my cigar, go steal another. <laughs> hey, Bama, we got work to do. Since when did you become me, Mada? I quit your balling. Hey, who asked you? I, just, I mean, it's just this so great. So throwing and, me you know, because how they changed the lyrics for the Broadway show. I was like, I was like, yes, that's not did. the lyrics <laughs> that did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They did change the lyrics, um, but uh, it's just so great. I, I love all the songs in it. The guy, I can't remember. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. Cast. The guy who plays Davey is really great. Uh, his name's David Moscow. Mm. He was just like really great in that. He, I, it looks like he still works a little bit, but he was a really good like kid actor. You know, Max Casella is in it, who's done a lot of Disney stuff. Bill Pullman's in it. Um, it's just great. It's a, a wonderful, wonderful movie. And Margaret's in it. Um, so if you've not seen the original 1992 film version of Newsies, definitely check it out. That's my number four selection. You know, I have to admit, 
I've never watched the film version all the way through. Oh, you got to yeah. see it. I mean, I, the, the live or the live action, the live stage version is phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, I thought they just did a brilliant job with with the capture that's up on Disney Plus. And, and anytime you can yeah. get those big epic shows captured and and available for people to watch. And I love that so many people from the original Broadway cast, Jeremy Jordan, Carol Lindsay, Ben Fankhauser, that they all, Andrew Keenan Bolger, that they all came out and did that show because they weren't on the tour. They just came out. They Correct. used like the tour cast when they were stopped down in LA and then they brought in some of the original stars and it's just beautifully done. You said you were at one of the, the filmings for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. They took it from two performances, but I was at one That's of them. So it was cool. great. It was cool. They gave us all um, like a, a front page that said, you know, newsies win again or something. And then, uh, and it looked like old school kind of newspaper paper. And then at the end of the show, when like they all throw their papers at us, they like had everybody in the audience throw like yes. a balled up newspaper at the cast and it was really yeah that's at cool. the the end of the film like you see it's like slow-mo yeah. you just see the whole entire audience throwing the paper that's yeah. i gotta go back yeah i'm gonna go back great. and watch it again see if i can spot you I'll see if you can find you. me i'm like i'm in like uh stage right house left okay. area okay ish probably 30 rows for your back. hair or a really cool yeah. hat that's a one of those two is probably <laughs> probably <laughs> the best way to find glasses me. um all right, that's a great selection. Uh, I'm so glad that's on the list. For me at number four, we're going to go sports with this one, and this is a sport film that you did not include in your mm. amalgamation. That's going to be the original Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I mean, that movie came out in 1992. You know, I was 11 at that time. I'm sure you were 11, 12 years old. Like, it was one of those films that came out where the kids were like the same age as you, that you felt like you could relate to. Um, I just, there's so many lines from that film that like stick out in my mind, you know, like when, uh, you know, uh, Emilio Estevez's character is like quitting the law firm and he's like, uh, quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. I <laughs> just Ducksworth. like, quack, quack, quack. I just, I think it's such a great <laughs> moment. The flying V, like I still yes. reference the flying V like to this day, like there's a good chance that if yeah. I go to an ice skating rink and I'm probably going to shout flying V. A solo flying V uh, going up, pretending I'm Charlie Conway. But um, I just, I love the film. I think, I think one of the more underrated parts of that film now that I'm older and, you know, I work in the biz and whatever is like the opening of that film is beautiful. It's like so cinematic oh, yeah. with the shots of like the skates getting sharpened and all that sort of stuff. Like it's yeah. just so, so beautiful. I love the journey of Emilio Estevez's character, Gordon Bombay, you know, who was this kid who was like the hockey star uh, when he was young. And then he like missed the penalty shot and he's like looking for redemption. But that's also why he doesn't want to be involved in hockey because of the bad memories that he has tied to it. Um, and obviously you've got Adam Banks, who's like the superstar kid in town. And he's actually supposed to be playing on the ducks, but doesn't play in the ducks. And then he ends up playing some gerrymandering, yeah, some gerrymandering going on there. But I just, um, <laughs> I love the redemption of this guy and that he ends up choosing, you know, the kids over this very lucrative career of, of working at a law firm and going back to what his passion is. Um, I just also love the triple deke. Like I think one, two, three triple deke is just yeah. so, so brilliant. <laughs> And and that moment when Charlie pulls it off at the end and they win is just Great. so, so incredibly epic. And obviously it birthed uh, a, a sequel and then a third film as well. Um, and those were very close to making my list too. Uh, D2 yeah. is fantastic. And maybe we'll talk more about that in the bonus episode. But um, 
Mighty Ducks will always hold a special place in my fart. My my fart. Um, in your fart. Ah, he said it. <laughs> oh, we're gonna leave that in. Oh wow! A special place in my fart. I mean, that could go on a T-shirt. You'll always hold a special place in my fart. Your son would love that. It's gonna do really yes, well with eight-year-olds. Um, <laughs> we'll make him oh in kids. Oh my gosh! Sense. Anyway, it holds a special place in my heart, and it birthed uh, the the Mighty Ducks uh, hockey team. You know, they yes. now they're just now they're the ducks, but they yeah. used to be called the Mighty Ducks, and their logo was like the logo from the film. From the movie, colors yeah. were exactly the same. They actually the the way that they unveiled the logo was in the movie D two when they come back because remember they come back they're wearing oh, right. Team USA, but then they're like we need to be ducks. And when they unveiled those jerseys, that's what the NHL team had, and nobody had seen them until that. Movie. I feel like we need to get those jerseys. Like yeah, that is a pretty good one. Well, actually, I was going to cut oh you off. I have yes, one. I have one of the old the originals. Is that yes, <laughs> now is, it, is that? Is it Bombay or Fulton Reed? Conway. Averman. Averman. <laughs> yes, Averman. <laughs> See, now we oh, each man, need one of those, great. and and Chris can be Averman. Um, yes. I don't know who I would be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd be. You're Banks, dude. You're absolutely yes. Banks. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're totally. Well, out doesn't, of doesn't he have that moment where he tries to turn the hockey stick? And he yeah, can't because he he's like, like he's oh, and he drops it. Because <laughs> they slashed him across his wrist at like 11 years old in a way that would be felony assault. And they, you know, they hey, get away hockey with it, means a lot of, to people up in Minnesota, right? <laughs> you don't mess with hockey. <laughs> oh anyway. my God. Um, all right. That's a great selection uh, at number four. My number three selection is a little film that came out in 1992. Um, it stars Emilio Estevez as Gordon <laughs> Bombay, and <laughs> are you serious? My number three selection is Mighty Ducks. <laughs> so we have just been talking. I'll just uh, name a couple other parts of the movie that I love. Um, everything that Danny said, I completely agree with. Um, I love the character of Hans. Oh yeah, who's sort of the old like Scandinavian, you know, hockey shop owner, and just the wisdom that he gives. And there's something about you know I'm Scandinavian. That ki- the guy who played. Uh, is, is it Hans in the first one? And then it's like, I think that actor passed away and then his, it's his brother Franz or something that comes in in the, in D2 and D3. Um, but my grandpa looked a lot like that mm. actor. And so like, and just him being Scandinavian and the way he talked, it just reminded me very much of like my own grandfather, which was mm. really cool. Um, I love the character of Fulton Reed. Who's like the kind of like kid who can't shoot straight, but he shoots super hard and he's kind of like the bad boy. And they convince him to like, learn how to be a good hockey player is so great um you got goldberg, goldberg. you got um uh which is so funny i mean interesting story with that the guy that played him i don't know if you've seen that but he he sean weiss he he had a tough tough go of it in his 20s and 30s and 40s but he i think he's getting help and is getting better um uh and just jesse smollett was also in that film so there's they've had their fair <laughs> share of uh post mighty ducks issues um but the the heart of the film is still there it's so great i love the fact that they had mike madano and another guy but i can't remember who the other one is but he used to play for the, it was the um, north stars uh, minister yeah. north stars at the time um, not the wild. And he's like a real hockey player who's in it. And he's like, Hey man, if you ever want a shot, give me a call. And then I love it. At the end, he goes to play in the, you know, the AHL or something in the minor leagues. 
the whole film franchise is so great. It's so like, like you said, I felt like when we were kids, we could really identify with like them rollerblading and we all rollerbladed yeah. at that time. And like, whoa, they're rollerblading through the mall. That's crazy, <laughs> yeah. but it's so cool. Yes. You know? Um, I love when he drives the, you know, the limo out onto the ice and the limo driver's like, I don't know if this is safe boss. And he's like, I've been on ponds my whole life. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it's just so great. I, I love the movie. I love the sequels. You got Keenan Thompson with the knuckle puck and D two. Um, but, uh, yeah. So mighty ducks for me is my number three selection. As hey, well. so fun fact about Joss Auckland or Ackland who played Hans is he received yes. the, the honor of CBE uh in in the uk which is you know commander wow. of the order of the british empire it's uh it's the yeah. highest ranking order of the british empire um followed by obe and then mbe some other famous people who've received that like ed sheeran has received that wow. um i'm totally blanking on his name uh eddie redmayne has received that honor so mm -hmm. pretty cool that that hans was a cbe i love that um uh, all right so moving right along to my number three uh, I had to include this, um, and our Christmas countdown fans are really, really going to appreciate this one. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with the Santa Claus. Um, mm, good one. You yeah, know, good call. If you're new to us and our vibe, um, Christmas means a lot to Eric and myself. We like we Christmas. like it a lot. Um, I mean, that's how this whole countdown thing started was with Christmas countdown yeah. back in 2021, and uh, you know we did early days. I think was it our first countdown or one of our first countdowns was top 10 christmas movies of all time yeah. and and santa claus was on that that list for me and so i've got him included here i mean it it's Love just it. such a fun story i think tim allen uh in that role is is fantastic um, I love just watching his journey as a character of scott calvin you know again going from this guy who's you know maybe not as involved in in his kid's life as as you know he wants to be or should be and you know through this series of events he ends up becoming Santa Claus <laughs> and totally embraces the situation. I love sort of like when movies take the idea of like the origin story of Santa and sort of flip it on its head a bit. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's hysterical. Um, I think Bernard is great. And I love that, you know, Bernard is back in the fold now, thanks to the, the Santa Claus's series. Um, I just, I think it's great. I think the way that the North pole looks in the Santa Claus is so magical um, and I yeah. love like the, the woman who's like, has like the specialty at making the hot cocoa. And every time I watch that scene, when she brings him that cup of hot cocoa, I just want to know what it tastes like. Cause it's gotta be like the best hot cocoa that oh, has I ever bet. existed. Oh, yeah. And then obviously, you know, it birthed Santa Claus two, Santa Claus three. Um, I just, I think it's one of the best Christmas movies of all time. And because it's a Disney movie and because it's live action, it has to come in at number three for me. I love that. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, my number two selection is going to be something that Danny said earlier mm. in his list. Uh, and that's going to be cool. Oh. Golly. I love that movie. It is so good for all the reasons that Danny said, but you know, that's one I, I always think of my brother. I mean, I have lots of obviously memories with my little brother cause we were very close in age and did essentially everything together. But that movie in particular, we both just loved cool runnings we would watch it all the time like even if we were like frustrated with each other we could put on cool runnings and we're like feel the rhythm feel the rhyme get on up it's bobsled time we just loved 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 that movie um 
and so you know obviously john candy is spectacular it was his last film before he passed away um it the i think we talked about the ending without giving anything away it's a disney sport movie so you can assume that there's going to be a happy ending but that's uh, in my opinion the greatest slow clap in all of movie (laughs) history uh is in cool runnings um i love the way all four of those guys are such interesting characters that are on the team. You know, Sanka is sort of like happy to be in Jamaica and doesn't really need anything more in his life and is good. You got, um, hang on, let me pull up their names. So I quote them correctly here. Um, you have uh, Darice, mm-hmm. uh, who is played by the actor Leon, who only goes by one name, which I always love Leon. He was in like a, a Madonna movie or a music video. I think he's in like, like a virgin really? or something like that. He, yeah, he was like a model actor, um, but his name's Leon, just one name. But he plays Darice, and he's kind of the leader, and he sort of is that great leading man who, you know, was going to win the the track race and can't believe it, but he's going to find a way no matter no matter what to compete in the Olympics. It's so great. Um, you got Junior, who is the sort of like, you know, the rich kid who his dad is like not approving of him being a part of the team. And he's the reason that they had that sort of fall at the track tryouts for the Olympics. So he feels bad. And then you got Yul Brenna. <laughs> so great that his name is right. Yul Brenna. Uh, and he's, you know, the tough guy. It just is so great. I love the way that, you know, the other countries are like all mean to them, but then they, you know, find a way to sort of accept them into the fold. And it's just such a great movie. If you haven't seen cool runnings, if it just like missed your time, period you know you may not have been a kid in the nine early 90s uh so if you're either older and didn't see it or you're younger and didn't see it trust me you want to spend an hour and a half with cool runnings because it will make you so so happy great movie i couldn't Number agree two. more uh i feel like it, it's one of those films like if you didn't grow up at that time like you could easily just miss it and there's probably a lot of people who don't yeah, even know that totally. the movie exists. Um, so if yeah. you love to laugh. Because, I mean, it's not like a, it's not a critical darling no. or like some movie that was nominated. So, like, if you weren't of that kind of perfect demo to see it, you probably didn't. But you should go we back. We grew up now. in such a great time for, for a lot of those, like, oh, yeah. you know, fun, easy sort of Disney live action movies. Was that the was that the uh, Michael Eisner generation? Was that maybe why? Yeah. A lot of those movies were coming out because he had come from the world of Paramount Pictures and maybe wanted to bring in more like original live action films to Disney. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, that's his era that he was uh, the big the big cheese. Weren't they, there was a time where they were focusing a lot less on parks and were focusing a lot more on movies. So I remember watching the Imagineering story and there was yeah. like, are we going to be around much longer? Because so much focus right. the parks, had yeah. shifted to, to, to the films. Obviously, they found their way back to, to parks being very very important i think it's all it's all important yeah. it's that's what makes disney disney yeah. but all that to say go watch cool runnings um all right number yes. two speaking of parks this is another one that is a ride that became not just a film but a film franchise and that's going to be the og pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl nice. i loved still love the pirates of the caribbean ride caribbean however you want to say it um Ride at Disneyland. I it's was on my top. I think it was in my top five favorite rides. It was my my favorite ride as a kid. Like I had to go every single time, and so mm-hmm. I was really really excited. I remember like just being so excited for this movie to come out uh, back in the early two thousands. And I don't think they could have cast anybody better than Johnny Depp to play Captain yeah. Jack Sparrow. I think he is so great. 
Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow is Johnny Depp. And just the way that he encompasses that character, the way that he delivers the lines, like it, it feels like when they were writing the film that they were writing it for Johnny uh, and his delivery and his take on that character. Because like, I can't imagine anybody else delivering those lines uh, the way that he no. does. Like there's, there's so many that's, you know, that make me laugh. Like, you know, thinking of that scene when, Will Turner played by Orlando Bloom and, and Jack Sparrow are having like a sword fight. And Will Turner says, you didn't beat me. You ignored the rules of engagement. In a fair fight, I'd kill you. Right. And then Jack Sparrow says, yeah, well, it's not much of an incentive for me to fight fair then, is it? Um, like, it's just like, <laughs> there's he's so snarky and he's so funny. And I just, I love, I mean, he carries that film, right? Like, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Jeffrey Rush is is phenomenal as Barbosa and Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley, you know, do great in, in their roles. But like you want Johnny to be on screen, like every time he's on oh, screen, yeah. you're like something funny is about to happen. Like that exchange that he has with the guards outside the boat with like, hey, you do. You know? And and they're having this conversation about the Black Pearl. And then he just walks onto the boat and they're like, you're not supposed to be up here. It's just like. He just goes exactly where he's not supposed to go and never thinks twice about yes. it. I love that opening scene where he's coming in and you you think he's standing on the like the top of this massive ship and it pulls back to just mm -hmm. reveal like a little rowboat with like a sail. Mm -hmm. And then the way that totally. like he his, his ship is sinking and he literally just walks from the top of the boat just right onto off the dock it, onto the beach. And, and then the guy's like, You've got to yeah. pay the toll, you've got to pay a shilling or whatever to tie it. And he goes, well, can I pay you three? And we drop the name pot or whatever he does. And then and then he just steals the yeah. guy's bag of money. Um, but oh, then there's so there's like heartwarming moments uh, with Jack Sparrow as well. Like I think, I don't know if it's in Black Pearl or one of the later films where he has this line about, um, you know, gold not being the most valuable thing in life or something like that. There's some, there are things in life that are more precious than gold and jewels and silver and all that sort of stuff. And, and I think he's talking about love. Um, and you, you yeah. get to watch this journey of that character throughout, you know, the three film or is it four? How many have they done now? Is it four now? Might be four or five Just keep even. coming. I think it's Which four, I'm totally yeah. fine with. I love them. I think it's a brilliant film. I went to the midnight showing of it when it came out in the theaters and was just enamored then. I'm enamored now. And that's why I've got it at number two. I love it. Yeah. I started watching those films with Sophie uh, about, I don't know, six months ago. Uh, we loved the first one. Second one's good. They start to get a little, they're not bad films in like the third and fourth one. They just are very convoluted. Mm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of plot happening. And sometimes you're like, just, just sword fight. That's all I need. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need, I don't need a whole backstory of every right. character. Um, but I, I agree. I love those movies. And I also love how, you know, think what you will about Johnny Depp and he has his own issues, whatever, but he does give back a lot to kids and kids love that movie. He's done a ton of things where he's gone to like children's mm. hospitals around the world, dressed fully in Jack Sparrow and just spends tons of time with the kids. Um, and then there's also, if you haven't seen on YouTube, you should look up the times when Johnny Depp was in the ride, uh, at Disneyland dressed as Jack Sparrow. And he was standing like, you know, an audio animatronic <laughs> character, but then he'd be like, hello, you in the red hat with the, you know, blue t-shirt on. And they're like, whoa, oh my God, that's really Johnny Depp. <laughs> and he just like kind of popped around the the ride, which was really cool. And doesn't he um, actually, didn't he actually get the Jack Sparrow tattoo on his forearm? Like the one that's I, in the film? I, I bet he did. I yeah, feel I'm like sure he did. it's very Johnny Depp to do something like that. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, all right, so my number one selection, my favorite Disney live action film of all time, is going to be a good one. It has not been okay. said yet, and I and I don't know if it's going to be your number one. I don't think it's going to be. Um, this is such a great movie, and it came out in you know, let's see, when did it come out? It's got to be early nineties. It came out in. 1991. So yes, early 90s. Great movie. Great, okay. great movie. This movie is called The Rocketeer. Oh, wow. You went there. I love The Rocketeer. It is such a great movie. You got uh, Billy Campbell plays Cliff Secord, who's like a stunt pilot. In and The whole movie takes place in kind of the early days of Hollywood, kind of like the silent eras just ending. So like sort of around when like Singing in the Rain was right. set, right? And you have Billy Campbell as this, like, you know, kind of hot shot, gum chewing, <laughs> all American, you know, like uh, Captain pi- America stunt pilot. Totally, just totally of that same kind of world and just like gum shoeing. Hey, how you doing? I'm just a good old guy. <laughs> and uh, he has uh, Alan Arkin plays PV, his like sort of mentor, kind of buddy, dad right. figure. And um, they happen to come across uh, this machine that is this rocket pack. And that was being stolen by some gangsters. So you got like the 1920s kind of gangster vibe to part of the movie. Um, You got the old Hollywood vibe. You got the kind of like good old all-American kind of classic story of, you know, the hotshot pilots. You get that whole kind of aesthetic in there. Um, And they figure out how to make this rocket pack work. And they put it on Cliff and he becomes the rocketeer. And they build a helmet for him that helps him steer. And he starts to kind of like solve crimes and like help people out and fly around the you know LA and it's really cool and then we meet um Timothy Dalton plays Neville Sinclair who's sort of this big time huge Hollywood movie star of the silent era he's kind of like a you know uh, um oh who's the guy who used to do the Robin Hood movies uh Earl okay. Flynn like an Earl Flynn kind of vibe right um and you think that he's you can tell he's kind of a bad guy but you're not totally sure but then you find out for sure he is because he's a Nazi. <laughs> so you got Nazis in the film as well. So then you got such a clear bad guy. We all know who to hate. Um, there's like, you know, Paul Sorino plays one of the mobster guys. They're all trying to find this rocketeer. It's just a great movie. It has a final ending sequence on top of a Zeppelin. Uh, it's shot um, all around LA, but there's lots of cool mm-hmm. LA spots that you can see the planetarium and stuff like that. It's just such a great, cool movie. Uh, it spawned a TV series. So if you have oh, kids, right. there's yeah. a TV, a Disney Junior show called The Rocketeer, and actually Billy Campbell plays the father on that show. Like so, they kind of continue it as if this is his daughter who becomes the new Rocketeer and saves the day and stuff. So if you've not seen The Rocketeer, it is so great. The aesthetic of the whole movie is just awesome. My number one favorite Disney live action film, The Rocketeer. So good. I. I just started watching that for the first time the other night because I realized like when I the movie or the, the, TV the movie, because when I was a kid, yeah. I feel like it was like just a little bit ahead of sort of where I was at sure, in yeah. terms of like movies I was interested in watching at that age. And I never went back and watched it like I, it wasn't a movie we had on VHS, you know, or DVD in the house. We're like, oh, let's pop this in and, and watch this on a Friday night or whatever. Right, so I yeah. just started watching it the other night for the first time. And I just like you, you know, I love old school. Like, was it like it's set in the forties? Is that when it's set? like thirties, forties? Yeah. Like probably thirties, twenties, thirties, the classic sort of, you know, like Hollywood vibe of of that time is, is super interesting. And the wardrobe is great and the vernacular. And and it just like all the scenes feel like there's like, just like a dust in the air 
yeah. all the times very golden yeah. like i i love that yes. sort of like golden age uh sort of vibe so i gotta mm -hmm. go back and, and finish watching it um it's very very so soon good. great it has a great ending so it's like well i'm saving it. it i'm saving i'm saving the ending yeah sure for sure a special time uh <laughs> all right so number one for me and before i reveal this um for all of our new friends who have discovered the show you know because of bradley coming on we appreciate you guys hanging out and uh, and chatting with us here on Disney Countdown Show. If you love what you're hearing, please make sure you follow us on social media. We are at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Pod Disney on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook. And if you really love it, make sure you rate and review uh, those ratings. Those reviews do a lot uh, to ensure that more people discover the show. And we love making it. And we want more people to be a part of this crew. So please rate and review uh, wherever you're listening and make sure to tell your friends uh, and if you really, really love it and you want more episodes, make sure you hit that link in the episode notes to join our Patreon. And without further ado, I'm going back to the well here, my friends. Um, I'm going Christmas again because mm. it's on brand. Uh, and I'm going to go Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, oh, so I good. It is so love good. that movie so much. You know, when we did our top 10 Christmas movies countdown on season one of Christmas countdown, it just reminded me how much I loved that film. You know, I was fortunate as a kid growing up with a parent who worked in the industry that we would get invited to a lot of press events. We'd get to see early releases of films and, and Muppet Christmas Carol was one of those. And I remember going to the Cinerama Dome uh, out in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard and watching that film. And they gave us like the soundtrack on CD and it was at the holidays. It was just it was amazing. And then going back and watching it as an adult, I have just really, really gained such an appreciation for the humor of the Muppets. Um, oh, Gonzo yeah. and Rizzo give you a tour de force uh, of comedy um, in in that film. There's just so many great moments with, you know, light the lantern, not the rat, light the lantern, not the rat. I love that moment um, when Rizzo kisses Gonzo on the nose. I just think it's such a brilliant moment. Um, Michael Caine is obviously... Marco you know, Kane. We like to bring up Michael Kane a lot on our shows just so we can do say Michael Kane. Um that's that's the reason we do it. Uh but no, it's it's a brilliant film. If you have not watched it or you, or you have not watched it recently, do yourself a favor, go back and watch it. It doesn't have to be Christmas time to enjoy that film. Um frankly speaking, yeah. and, and I'm sure we'll do a countdown of this on Christmas this year, is that I think it's my number one favorite version of Christmas Carol that's that's ever been done and i think we'll we'll dive a little bit deeper uh this holiday season but it's brilliant um it's so well done i love just the brilliance of direction and framing shot to have the muppets exist in a universe with actual humans walking around and making it so believable um and for that to happen mm -hmm. in 1992 that was over 30 years ago that they executed that and that yeah. they could deliver it on such a high level where you never feel like, Oh, there's the strings for that puppet or yeah, that person's right. clearly standing in a hole or whatever it might be like, and they're not just stationary. Like there are points where like, no, there's like moving, a, yeah. a totally trailer alive. moving by with fruit and like the fruit are like, Hey, they're stealing me or whatever. Yeah. Like there's just, <laughs> right. it's yeah. just, it's so, so well done. So if you have not revisited that film in a while, go do yourself a favor and watch it. Or if you've never seen it, you definitely want to watch it. It holds up. It doesn't feel like it was a movie that came out 30 years ago. Like I would believe it came out no. five, 10 years ago. It's, it's wonderfully done. It's yeah. hysterical. It's heartwarming. It has everything you want from a film. So make sure you check it out. That's my number one Muppet Christmas Carol. 
great selection. I love it, love it, love it. These were all really good. This was maybe my favorite list really? that we've done so far. Yeah, I really liked uh, this list. It 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 allowed us to bring up some very fun nostalgic memories uh, of great Disney content in sort of the golden age, at least for you and yeah. I, when we were just right in that prime, you know, late '80s, early '90s kid life that was was so magical, uh, at least the way that we remember it. So uh, we're going to end the the episode right here. Make sure you do um, rate and review. Follow us on all the socials. We'd love um, hearing from you guys. Ask us any questions, thoughts you have. We love interacting with you all. So um, please keep reaching out and, and telling us what you like, what you don't like, what we need to do more of. We will do our best to give it to you. But we are going to end it here the way that we always do on the Disney Countdown Show by saying D-I-S. See you real soon. N-E-Y. Why? Because we count down. Disney Countdown Show. Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.